Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Acton Millwall, your real Millwall fan show with myself, Aaron Paul. Joining me this week as we look back at Millwall's 2-0 win at the Den against Reading uh, is young Harold Warren, our very own mechanic. You're up, out, Chernobyl Charlie. Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, mate. So I was. I thought. I thought there was going to be a little bit more. Yeah, I heard mechanic. That was a new name. The mechanic. That was. A, that was a new name. The mechanic. But, um... Well, I could say. I could say Millwall's answer to the Michelin man, but you know, <laughs> I get the wrong idea. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm actually talking about Michelin as in tires and other sort of consumables for vehicles. You know. Yeah, no worries, mate. You can call me a fat bastard as well. I mean, no, there no, is no. a double meaning with the Michelin man, which is very on topic for uh, last week's <laughs> event. And the man himself. The daddy-o, Mr. Nick. Oh, you're up, pal. Yeah, I'm good, Darren. I'm good. I've been engaging with uh, another podcast online this afternoon. Um, it's uh, It goes around the same circles. Been a Millwall fan, it's 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 like you're on an endless loop of, um, you know, round and round the same subjects. But there we are. Fun enough, we're in demand because I was on the um, Totally Football Show podcast briefly it was about two or three minutes worth i think and it was really professionally done it was all totally devoted to football properly uh properly organized conversation and um more 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 of that kind of thing in the middle world i think and less of the other stuff that's that's all um, i'm calling for i mean if you are going to invite us on for an interview anyone out there listening from <laughs> tokyo to Timbuktu just don't ask us those questions. Just talk about the football. All right? We, we've That'd done enough revelation, shows. Wouldn't it? Don't yeah. we've done enough shows in any, the past. Any religious functions, ceremonies, blessings, you name it, we'll do it, mate. As long as you're paying, we'll do it. Nick Hart will do it. Uh, no, I'm not totally. I, I do have principles. And if you don't like them, as Groucho Mark said, I've got others. So, you know. Depending on fees negotiable. Fees negotiable. <laughs> Let's talk about the football. <laughs> Let's look back at uh, Millwall's win against Reading at the Den on Saturday. That one halting um, Reading's sort of run from um, relegation fodder to, well, they're now just back to being relegation fodder because a couple of results in this sort of, I wanted to use this word at work the other day. It's a very bipolar league this year, isn't it? And you get cancelled like, using that word. You're not allowed to use that word. Well, all right, sorry. It, let, let's just call it a discombobulated league this That's season. That's better. 
It is. You know, I mean, give it, you know, three wins and you're up there for promotion. No one basically is interested anymore in doing anything. It's basically the most open championship you'll ever see, possibly ever. I mean, genuinely, uh, the way things are going, Millwall could be on the hunt for an automatic spot in the next couple of weeks. But let's look back at it. Millwall 2, Reading nil, And the daddy scored. He came back to bite the hand that once fed him, Nick. He did. And he took his, well, that was the second goal, John Daddy. It was a really nicely executed breakout defence. It was it was everything that I think summed up the, the Rowett revolution in one move because we we're, we're weren't absorbing pressure at the time, but Reading had the possession in our half. It was a very swift breakout. The game was 1-0. It was still, you know, it, it wasn't settled by any stretch of imagination. And it was a really nice breakout defence. I think uh, the ball found its way to Jed, who passed it leftwards to John Daddy, who put it away with absolute aplomb. And that was that was really heartening to see. And, you know, really nice interview with John Daddy and doing the rounds on the Daily Telegraph, I think it is, doing the rounds on, on Twitter. Great to see that monkey off of his back. Um, and the performance overall, I mean, obviously the crucial goal, which we haven't touched on, is Matt Smith's goal in the 71st minute, because at that point, I don't know about you, Harry, but I was, I was trying to get a a bit itchy and scratchy in the game because it was feeling like a lot of possession, a lot of pressure, but no, no, no end result. Yeah, I I saw 20, like we had 22 shots. We had eight on target. I mean, to still score two, that's still all right. You're only taking, what, just under a quarter of your chances or whatever. I mean, we should have had a penalty. I've seen it from every single angle. Now I've seen it on the Sky highlights, the Quest highlights. It's a penalty. I don't care that Bradshaw goes down easily. It's that the first half. The first half incident. Yeah. yeah. So you could be one nil up at half time. Bradshaw at the bar. Bradshaw didn't. The lino and referee, aside from their performance, which I'm sure we'll get onto, they seemingly had something against Tom Bradshaw because whatever Tom Bradshaw done, that was not acceptable. Whether it was, you know, um, being offside or being, you know, marginal decisions were going against him. He got frustrated, but he still attempted to take his chances. And you're right, Matt Smith, I mean, he made the wrong decision earlier at 0-0. He had Bradshaw to the left of him. He could have played him in. He was in acres of space. Yeah. He took a shot from yeah, outside yeah, the box. Yeah, yeah. And that's what kind of annoys me with Matt Smith. I'm, I don't really like him. And I know he's playing well and he's getting goals. And at the end of the day, he's going to be judged by that. But we are a totally different side with Matt Smith in the side. And I don't know if we are actually worse for that. I know we, it's all right at home. But away from home, he, he really can't play because you're not gonna you're not gonna dominate the ball. You're not gonna get the chances to him. He's brilliant for 20 minutes at the end if you're on top. You got to get the ball to him outside the box. He's like the fat bloke who plays on Sundays. You, you know, I mean, he, he can't run. He can't it's, move. He's bald. He looks. Here's another thing as well. Shave your hair off. It's embarrassing. It's a bad turnout. Right? It looks terrible. He, that's, that's the least of our worries, Harry. Come on, I mean, that's the no, least. No, 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 it's not the least of our worries. It's not the least of our worries. <laughs> He's haircut. He, he makes us, I generally believe he makes us worse. I, I don't think, he scored goals, but Bod Varson and Bradshaw are up front. I mean, that run from Bod Varson, the way that he allows Jed, he, he times his run perfectly. That's the difference. Matt Smith is fine at what he does, but... That fine at what he does will be probably the bottom half of this table. Ultimately, Harry, who gives a fuck? Because he scores goals and he's got a That's my point. He doesn't score goals. Aaron, Aaron. Come on. How many has he got? How many has he got, Harry? Come on. Seven, maybe? Seven. 
you know, it, I just can't get past the idea that we are on the brink of playoff football, at least, potentially. Potentially top two. It's, it's absolutely incredible, given where we started from. So, you know, Still need another striker. We probably do. No, I mean, that's a different point entirely. That, that's that that, and I, you know, I, I know that's one of the things that Rowett has mentioned in his in his interviews. The need to bring somebody in. They, I don't know, Vidra or, or or some of the others that have been mentioned will be on the agenda or how available they'll be. And that may well be the case that a different, faster, nippier striker, another a version of Tom Bradshaw, a bit more, you know, power or physique. I don't know. Um, but there, there's still always going to be a role for Matt Smith sitting on the bench. I agree. I agree on the bench. Off the bench, yeah, fine, no problem. But I don't like the fact that he's... I, I think the Luton game kind of tricked Rowe into what we need at home. And and that's fine. It, it's worked. And, you know, he's brought Woods in, and Woods is better than Williams, without a question of a doubt. Them two in the middle are magic, and they will be magic until the end of the season if they don't get injured, touch wood. But... You've got to remember, if Thompson comes back, say Thompson comes back in March, right, and we're still in this position, that that squad don't look that... You start naming sort of the players that are out injured and whatever and could come back. Thompson comes back, and Aaron, you said it on your on your live piece on BBC, you think he's the best number 10 in the division. So you suddenly get him back, he's, you know, it's totally different from Millwall. So we've just got to hang on until March, and hopefully we're, we're still there or thereabouts. The next five games for me will tell us whether or not whatever Rowett does in the window was right or wrong. I might be wrong about Matt Smith, or he might not score again all season. I've just got that feeling that he's hit that purple patch that certain strikers can do. Danny Ings has gone on a run in the Premier League where he scored 13 in whatever. And and, and strikers can do that, but then they can go cold very quickly. I, I agree we need other options. I'm sure Rowett is, is looking at that. Um, I mean, he's, you know... Meaningless in a way, but the, the who scored .com put Matt Matt Smith in their championship team of the week, um, and he took a chance that probably wasn't a conventional Matt Smith chance, really, wasn't the header, was it? It was it was a it was aside a, from on, inside. aside from inside. Well, <laughs> still got to be done, you know. Um, we've had plenty of strikers that have, have, have tried and failed, and um, I, I just think eight goals. I mean, there's been seasons where that's been our top scorer for the season. But let's talk about the ginger yeah. Perlo. Let's talk about the ginger Perlo. I, I was just going to say, Ryan Woods. Basically, I was just going to say, coming on to you saying about Ryan Woods, I, I think the entirety of that midfield is the strongest that that midfield has been for a long, long time. I think this is actually a stronger midfield than the side that finished eighth. If I'm being honest, alongside Malumbi, yeah, with Malumbi, Woods, Williams, Thompson. As the, as the midfield four to pick from. Leonard, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Ryan Leonard, unfortunately. No. Um, but then the wingers, you look at the wingers, you've got Scalak and Jed, Ferguson and Mahoney. You've got wide options there. You know, that's that's proper depth. That's proper, you know, it's not it's not my day, but it can be somebody else's day. As long as it's someone's day out of them four or three, whatever we play. And I think that really is playing into the fact that we now... You know, if we're going to beat people on the deck, we can beat people on the deck because we've got Mahoney who can come on and beat players and Jed can beat players on the floor. We also can beat them in the air, obviously, because both of them can put a ball in, as can Fergie. And Skalak, I mean, it would be a very Millwall story if, if uh, Yuri Skalak had some kind of magical goal scoring <laughs> in the running, wouldn't it? It'd be so Millwall that they'd become a cult hero by scoring some goal that, you know, we're, we're drawing nil-nil with Preston and we can go second and uh, and Yuri Skalak comes on because everyone's gone down with flu or something. Well, and, Shane uh, Ferguson's winner. made a, such a, a 
come back. I mean, the, the, it's, Skellig's an interesting one. I just want to mention while we're on, on Saturday's uh, game, um, if I may, Aaron, is the flash of skill Jason Malombi showed in the first half when he, he kind of overhead flicked it in the, on, the, on, the, on the halfway line. Beat, was it Charlie Adam that he beat? Yeah, there, and he clapped, yeah. He right clapped. in front of me, long line. His face was a picture. What You can't see from that camera angle. No. He just sort of done a... Like an overhead flip almost um, to beat his man. And there was an article doing the rounds earlier on today calling an Irish um, writer, calling for him to be promoted to the Irish Republic of Ireland national side. I think he's going to be a massive player. He really does look the real deal to me. I'll tell you what, Nick. One thing I'm quite pleased about is that um, Brighton haven't recalled him. Brighton haven't looked at an option and thought, yeah, you know what? Him and Moy could be a very good combination. Uh, maybe next season for for Brighton if, if if they opt to go sort of down that route they've got a sort of low quite a few midfielders Basuma's there Trossard's there but him and Moy could be a fantastic combination he's a he's a really good player I really like Jason Lumby and you know he's he's proved a, a, to be a good asset this season developing so so well you know mm. I think I think the, you know at one point we had a relationship with with Spurs a few years ago with that uh, Harry Kane being the great example of what you know what, what um, development at a place like Mill can do for a player and I think Malumbi is, is a great example of what regular championship football can do to, to boost the prospects because you can see him stepping up to the Premier League and you know you know going further than Brighton at some point I think you, um, he's a great player great looking player Do you think the money would get if we went up and obviously it's a big if do you think that amount of money would get him out of Brighton do you think he could be you know would Brighton I don't would Brighton I don't, see I don't think Brighton would look for him though do I don't not think go from no. I think he'd look to go for more of an experienced midfielder, someone mm. someone who's had a lot more Premier League experience. Because at the end of the day, let's make no <laughs> bones about it. Make no bones about it, Harry. If Mill get to the Premier League, their objective is going to be one survival. Survival, that's yeah. true. And we're talking about the Premier League. It's quite an incredible conversation, isn't it? Given where we've been in the past, you know, um, I, I I I don't know to answer your question, Harry. I mean, I I, I, I nice to think so, but um. At the end of the day, I mean, you'd probably only be able to get, probably only be able to get one at the two. I mean, I still, with Middlesbrough's financial issues, I still can see Millwall going back to Savile. I, I really can because mm. I, I think that is a deal where I'm presuming Middlesbrough, a bit like the Randolph thing, because obviously Randolph went back to West Ham because they owe them money and they can't afford to pay it. So it'd be very interesting to see whether or not Savile has been paid for at the moment by Middlesbrough, if you understand what I mean. Because if it was instalments for FFP reasons, Mill could say, well, no, we'll, we'll take that off of whatever we're going to go and do. And we do need another central midfielder. It's very clear. I mean, obviously, we've only seen one game of Ryan Woods, but Savile, Malumbi basically does the work that Savile used to do in terms of getting around and breaking things up and breaking forward. And uh, obviously, we can't have Malumbi. I'd quite happily have Savile under a, under a Gary Rowe. You know what I mean? It'll be... It'd be very interesting. I mean, if we don't go up this season, you have got to think to yourself that we are set fair, that I'm not worried. You know, I, I'm not sitting here going, if it doesn't happen this season, it's never going to happen, which you've got kind of that idea with Neil. You know, it's mean? so, it certainly changed the culture. I mean, I'll, I'll say that much. It's only been here since the end of October. And the way, you know, there was always this, we had to play 4 4 2, had to be hit long, had to be the, the classic Steve Morrison or somebody like him up front and we wouldn't tolerate anything else but I think the the great achievement of Gary Rowett whatever becomes of us this season is to change that culture and, and Mill fans will 
look and accept you know other styles, more modern styles of football, if it has driving purpose, and that's 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 the magic I mean, magic combo, isn't it? Since he's come in, to be honest, Millwall have been consistent. You know, they've been consistently picking up points. It might not be a case of you know win, 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 but you know they they they're not dropping massive points through losses. I think what what. Let's look at it. They lost to Reading and lost to Barnsley. Barnsley, yeah. <laughs> Reading and Barnsley. And, and Barnsley, you can put down. I mean, you know, we won't flog it, but it was down to an individual error in the very last moment of the game, and that's, you know, that, that's that's what win and lose matches. But pretty much, you're right. We, in sixteen you know, games, that's not bad going. It's not bad. I mean, individual errors occur. Um, I also got to take my hat off to the defence, and I, I can't let the show pass without referring to Murray Wallace. Because he made a Maldini-esque um, clearance in the very last moment of the first half. hero. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I don't use that Maldini reference lightly because if if somebody like that had done that, they said, "Oh, that's what you get from the great players of AC Milan or the great defenders of European football." But that was a, an absolute ace challenge. Took the ball away from a striker who was about to score in the very last second of the first half, and going in nil one to Reading would have looked a lot different to nil nil and then being able to turn the pressure up in the second half to to crack eventually with Smith and then uh, then Bovarsson. So, you know, it's it, it's it's a group effort, but the, the defence are really doing very, very well. Um and I think that that's another part of the Rowett Revolution. Um we weren't doing badly before, but we're doing better now. Achtung Millwall and the Real Millwall Fan Show are the number one Millwall podcast and we want to hear from you. So get in touch with us. Let us know your thoughts, your views, your rants about all things Millwall. We've got email, achtungmillwall at gmail.com or one word, achtungmillwall at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us and leave us a voicemail on 0208 144 0232. That's 0208 144 0232, leave us a voicemail. No human will be involved in the receipt of your message. So give us a shout, tell us what you think about all things Millwall, and the best messages will be read out on air. I'm going to say something, and it's Millwall-related, but it's also kind of wider Neil Harris-related in the sense that I think Dave Livermore is massively culpable for Neil Harris's downfall. Uh, And I say this because the way that you've got to look at it is that you've got to change. Eventually, people work you out and you've got to change. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know Dave Livermore personally. None of us do. But I can imagine Dave Livermore being quite the quiet sort of um, Mike Bassett England manager. The bloke who plays that Dodds. It's Bradley Bradley Walsh plays him. And he just goes, yes. That's the kind Mm. of thing. It's like, yes, very good, very good. You go, well, well, the team are looking bad. Yeah, very bad. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's, it's not anything else. But I feel like, Rowick's coming with this, right, what do we need to do to win today? How do we all need to set up? What don't the opposition like? Rather than being, what do we need to do to stop them? You, If you start fast and you get us on, on board, that is the best thing you can do. If you start really today, even though we're playing five at the back in most games, the wing-backs are so, like, Murray Wallace and Romeo are basically tucked in on the halfway it's, it, line. It's an attacking there. option. It's an attacking style. I agree, yeah. So I, I don't think the idea you you write it down on paper and go, oh, we all play three five uh, five three two or whatever, uh, and people look at it and probably think, oh, he's really sure that the defence. Well, I think we're probably more we're more open now. I, ju- I just feel like this is this is robbing me of a great outlet in life of basically when we all were shit, you're unhappy, but it gives you something to vent all your life's 
your life's problems there. Fuck and now they're, going, now they're going quite well. Never satisfied. Talk to you about Ryan Woods. Let's move on. Ryan Woods, I, I mean, he was, you know, um, post-game, uh, Gary Rowett said he was at work that was only 70 to 75% of Ryan Woods. I thought it was a very solid performance. Obviously, he's come straight in on the Friday afternoon, walked into a team, um, you know, having stayed over at a hotel overnight, um, come straight into the side on Saturday. And I thought we'd done pretty well. You could, there was certainly enough um, evidence to show that that's a quality midfielder going forwards. And, um, you know, we all know about the past with his uh, player of the season at Brentford and, and, and this, that and the other. But no, I thought he did he did very well. Um, and certainly he seemed to release Malumbi to get forwards more. We, we touched on that already. So I expect more of the same. It's going to be, who knows what Ryan Leonard's going to come back like and, um, you know, when or if he's going to be available. But it's going to be quite hard to see anyone breaking into that midfield two of Woods and, and Malumbi at the moment. Even I Sean feel Williams. quite sorry for him. He, um, I mean, you said what he comes back like. There's a possibility he might never come back, Nick. I don't know if you've seen this. No, I um, haven't. Is, is it that bad? Is it? The, yeah, the they, they can't get it right. Basically, right. ain't you know, it's it's a knee injury, and they can't get him right. right without him breaking down. Unfortunately, I just, I'd be totally honest. I thought he was just starting to make the midfield his own. Um, yeah, in, in, he was just starting to tick over, and um. Start it's to see why sh- we paid that money for him. Mary. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, it's, with with things like this, you you can't rush him. And I, I, I hopefully he does come back. And he's if if it's not at Millwall, he's able to play his football somewhere else, at uh, a uh, lower level. Lower level. Again. I hope but, so. I mean, I, I was I was quite impressed with him towards the, the latter part. But yeah, I, I didn't realise it was that bad. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Achtung, Milwal. I mean, talking about the team spirit, you know, yeah. Gary Rowe was talking about Jed Wallace and, you know, insisting that Jed, well, said that Jed insisted on Ryan Woods being put in the same hotel as him and as uh, and Alex Pierce, and you know it's 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 good, it's good. Like it's, it just sense you sense that there's a bit of a positive sort of attitude going on, a, a, pos- a positive vibe. Let's call it vibe. Yeah, there's a positive. Lot, 
a lot of articles all saying the same things. I'm seeing the John Daddy interview, um, Luke Steele said um, similar stuff to the uh, news at Den when he left to go back to Forest. Um, this, you know, as you said there, Aaron, I mean, Woods has come in. I didn't realise that Jed stays over probably somewhere locally to cut out the um, the journey, I think, on match day. I think he lives out a little bit and, um, you know, uh, the drive-in might be might be a hassle. So he stays locally, as does Alex Pierce, it seems. So they've asked for him to stay in the same hotel to get to know the boy. So, you know, this you get loads of small signals and loads of small um, little stories to say this, this is a real group that sticks together and you, you, you're seeing the benefits of that on the pitch. I think it's just... You have to enjoy these moments because football is a is, is a wheel, isn't it? And it turns. And you know, we've we've been we've been through the uh, the bad times, and we know what um, a fractious looking Millwall looks like and feels like. It's bloody horrible. But it's great now to enjoy these days when we seem to have a manager that, that understands the the club and players that want to you know give give one hundred percent for fans that will back them all the way. It's, it's, these these are the great times and. Um, I don't know how many younger listeners we have to this show because we're not a YouTube outlet, but we, uh, you know, we, <laughs> we, we, we might, we might get younger. <laughs> but these are the great times, young listeners. This is what you need to enjoy because the wheel turns and other days will come. But this is a, these, you have to, you have to lap this up while you can. I think it's interesting that you said that because I remember on one of Rowett's like first interviews and going back to the end of last season, obviously with Harris's clear out and the. The post was it Wigan the, the away? Deadwood. Yeah, the Deadwood yeah, got the, uh, Basically, up, yeah. there's stuff that's gone on this season that yeah. I cannot believe as a professional has gone on, which yeah. you're never going to get to the end of. I mean, Ben Marshall turning up at a pub team. That that you know, he said about how he walked into the dressing room and he said it's the best dressing room he's ever walked into. It's got the best spirit about the dressing room, and normally you think this is just throwaway like throwaway talk, manager talk. spill yeah. like you know yeah, um yeah, yeah. we've all been on these middle management courses where they send you out to slough or somewhere like that and you just sit there <laughs> in a grey room and drink grey coffee and someone tells you about the shit sandwich that you've used in your life without knowing it was called the shit sandwich you know what i mean it's um, like that but it obviously is true i mean the fact that I, I think that that speaks volume for the ex-management staff it speaks volume for getting the character of the group right the ball was dropped in terms of the football side because they worried so much about getting the dressing room right this summer. But when this reminds me of when we went on the run and you saw the togetherness of that side, yeah. the side that had come up the, together the, the, from the, the, the Turkish restaurant evenings. That yeah, been with Ben Marshall with sunglasses and a toothpick out of his mouth. I mean, that photo. <laughs> yeah, that, that should have been the... That photo should have been. I mean, everyone thought what a guy at the time, because this was Ben Marshall, Mark One, who was like. Well, I, I thought chap. I thought chap. I thought what a guy. I thought he was everything you could want it to was, be in life, you know. It was a portent. <laughs> it was a portent of things to come. I think it was. A, I think it was a look behind the mirror. It was a look behind the <laughs> Alice looking through and falling through the mirror. It was we're now in Wonderland, ladies and gentlemen. This, in a sense, feels. I, I'm guessing this is the best Millwall side I've seen since the the early 2000s. The Kale, the Kinney, the Reed, the Ifill. You know, you know, yeah. it feels like I mean, the talent is there to do. I mean, we haven't done anything yet. I mean, it's January. We're starting to sound like Leeds. We're, yeah. You know, we're champions. We're the winter champions. I mean, there's in, a, in a level of coverage you never used to get in the old days. So you know, and you're right. They haven't actually achieved anything yet. It's just you know, the ingredients are there. Um, team spirit um, seems to be real. I'm mean, just looking at two two quotes, which I'll 
read if you'll forgive me. So Jed has said about Woods, put him in the same hotel as me and Piercy. We're going to have some food and come out with us and we'll look after him. So there's number one. And then John Daddy speaking to the Telegraph compares the chemistry uh, in the current mill dressing room to that the Icelandic national team when it went um, went the distance in the uh, European Championships a couple of seasons ago. Bond and togetherness is his is, 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 is his word. So it does feel like something's building. Let's let's hope it can produce some some results because at the moment you're right, Harry. We haven't achieved anything as yet, but it does feel like there's a you know there's, there's something developing. Achtung. Mailbag. Anyway, <laughs> uh, let's move on. Nick, we've uh, got our random subject of the week. Yeah, well, this is, this is, this is uh, we've also put out uh, an email address, listeners, for any, anyone that wants to comment on what they hear and tell us where we're all going wrong. Oh, naughty pictures for Nick, please. We'll keep it football. That's all we want. This, the email address is all one word, achtungmillwall at gmail.com. So send us your suggestions. <laughs> anyway, one of the suggestions was, and one of the talking points for the week has been the future of the Caribou Littlewoods League Cup, Milk Cup, whatever you want to call it, run belows back in the, the olden days, whether it still has a place in the modern game. Um, so firstly, let's listen to the thoughts of Michael Avery, Ryan Loftus and Mike Hayden on the future of the League Cup and Cup competition generally in English football. Let's go over to them now. So, hello, listeners. This is Michael Avery from uh, the Real Mill Fan Show on Actong Millwall. Now, the subject of the should we abolish cup competitions? Well, I think it's uh, I think it's very interesting how these elite teams in the Premier League who pay extortionate amounts of money travel around the world in pre-season to play in a uh, what's known as sort of like token competitions, if you will and have goalkeepers in the example of Liverpool who spent a war chest on them um, can't rally them up or they say they get too tired when they plan cup fixtures to abolish cup fixtures for fix due to fixture congestion is an outrageous comment it's something that teams have been putting up with for donkey's years now it's not as if it's a new trend or a new thing I think the only exception really recently was Liverpool when they had to play two cup games on the other side of the world from each other in two days obviously that was a bit um, of an exception to the rule but to say that um, you know we should get rid of cup competitions yes let's be brutally honest the early rounds aren't necessarily the most glamorous of ties but they are what they are um, but no it, it's not fair on the lower league teams and let's not forget as well these elite um, teams, as we said, in these competitions, they actually enter competitions in later stages. Uh, they also play less games in their league domestic uh, seasons as well, 38 compared to the 46, which Ryan touched on. And let's be honest as well, with the Champions League draws and also the some, uh, some Europa League draws as well, these teams are actually seeded in the early stages, so a lot of the time they don't put out their first teams anyway. So to say we should abolish cup competitions because Aguero's a bit tired from the night before or uh, or people like Mane, uh, you know, he struggled with a night's sleep because he watched a scary film and therefore can't perform. No, no, not at all. Not one for me. Keep the cup competitions. If you don't like it, Pep, go somewhere else. Is it time the English cup competitions got a bit of a revamp? Well, it's been a question that's been asked quite regularly of late, mainly by Premier League managers whining about the number of games they have to play. And I have some sympathy, you know, they've got European competitions and they've got a couple cup competitions, they get a busy Christmas schedule. But should it be that, as Guardiola suggested recently, that a cup is removed, that the cups are reorganised? 
For me, I could do without the League Cup. I don't think anyone would miss it if it went. Most other European leagues, or the top leagues especially, have one cup competition. France just got rid of their second one. I would have no problem with saying goodbye to the League Cup. But I think the FA Cup, in its current format, with replays and all, should be kept. I think if the Premier League teams have a problem with their busy schedule, that's their problem. It shouldn't be up to the lower leagues to sort it out. The, the Premier League is a separate entity. They've got themselves into their own situation because of greed, TV money and all the rest. If they want to get some space in their calendar, put in a winter break, break the league, move up the games a bit better. Um, for me, the FA Cup poses a great chance for football league clubs and even lower to get good income, to face big opposition. The replays again, you know, if you get, draw a small home leg, you get the away trip and get a load of money from that as well. I don't think everything should just be constantly adjusted so that the Premier League has an easier life. The FA Cup is one of the small things left in English football that actually has a bit of underdog spirit and a bit of unpredictability, even though the big teams do normally end up winning it. I think that changing it for the sake of easing the Premier League would be an awful, awful step. But that said, I think the League Cup could go because it's just boring, really. Who cares about the League Cup? Hello, listeners. Um, I might be slightly biased, as obviously my main man, Jiri Skalak, actually plays sometimes in the Cups. So, yeah, I might quite like them for that reason. Um, it must be said that, obviously, this is a Millwall supporter's view. So, you know, our club is obviously not the biggest club in the world. Um, we spent time in both the Championship and League One over the last 10 years. From the FA Cup, I absolutely love it. You know, it's the most famous, prestigious club cup, cup competition in the world. Um, a great opportunity for smaller clubs to earn big financial windfalls playing big opposition. And cup replays, I know there's been a lot of talk about the usefulness of these and if they're completely pointless, but they give an opportunity for that to happen. You know, you look at little old Rochdale having their big day out at Newcastle in a replay recently. Imagine the fans taking all the time off work, you know, getting on the beers early on, you know, having a once in a lifetime chance potentially of seeing their club play at a famous ground, you know, like St. James's Park. And and I'm sure, like all of you listening, some of our best memories are beating Leicester, then Premier League champions and getting to the final in 2004. The FA Cup is just pure romance and excitement. And, you know, also, when you watch the draw as well, you know, I always turn on. Um, it's, it's just, you know, really, really fantastic. Um, what I don't like about it really is the semi-final at Wembley, though. You know, if you see seeing your club play at Wembley, for me, should be the epitome of a club's performance in a particular part of the game. So you shouldn't just have a semi-final there just so the FA can pay off their Wembley debt. And then as a fan, you have to do it all again if you get to the final. In regards to the League Cup, scrap it. Um, it's a bit like if you had two children and one was, you know, your clear favourite. Um, the other one was sort of a more boring, less useful version of your other child almost. Um, what I'd do, scrap the League Cup, bring all league clubs into the FA Cup from round one. More great opportunities for smaller clubs to get that dream tie. Achtung, Milwaukee. Pep has spoken out against it, calling for its abolition, um, which has provoked some comment. And West Ham boss David Moyes wants to see Scottish top flight clubs invited to play in a revamped English League Cup. Um, so my question, which I put out on the on Twitter, was does the League Cup have a place in the game still? 
Um, yes or no? If so, what, what form might it take? And just as an aside, when was Millwall's last great League Cup performance? Because I don't think we've ever really had any. We went made the quarterfinals a couple of times, but it's nothing on the same scale as the uh, seriousness with which we take the FA Cup. So yeah, we've had a bit of feedback. I mean, my own view on the on the League Cup is it's I've always regarded it as the kind of runt of the of the three competitions. Um, it's un, it's unloved. Um, it began life in the early sixties as a as a floodlight competition when floodlights were still quite new and novel things, and the football league of the day was waging a, a kind of a power battle with the FA. So they wanted their own version of an FA Cup. It's it's never truly achieved great status. The FA Cup has a grand history it's it's the origin of um organized football and some might even argue organized sport generally in in this country and then onto the world itself the fa cup has 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 providence has links so i would do a lot to save the fa cup and i'm not sure that i would do an awful lot to save the league cup now whether the, the idea of combining scottish clubs into english competitions never really uh, does it for me if I'm if I'm really honest. So, if if the price of in the modern game where there's a lot of fixtures, if the price of saving the FA Cup um, will be maybe to dispense the League Cup, revamp the FA Cup into uh, a replay-free zone with extra time and penalty shootouts to solve the you know to deal with it on the on the day throughout the whole competition, I would sooner see that than this kind of twilight world that we're in now of, of the League Cup being a bit of a pain in everyone's arse and no one really be bothering about it until you get to the semi-final stage. You know what, I'm with Tony L on this one, Nick. Um, just looking through some of the tweets that we've been sent. I'm, Shall we read Tony's, Tony's comment? Yeah, I'm, I'm with Tony L. Um, thanks for the tweet, by the way. He says, just stop messing about with football. Every time someone touches the rules, the competitions, FFP, VAR, Premier League, under 23 in the Czech and yeah, Trade Cup, yeah, yeah. it invariably hits the wrong people. Just leave the game alone. Do you know what? I'm up for that. Now, the funny thing is, is we're looking at two sort of opposite ends of the spectrum. Pep wants it closed down. Moyes wants it expanded. But let me tell you something. When Pep spends £300 million in the summer, shits all over someone like Burton Albion next year again in the cup and, and, and batters his way to the actual final and then wins it, he'll be going, oh, yeah, I love the League Cup. It's great to win, blah, 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 blah. Come on, man. Come on. That's in my opinion. I, I was actually against it and I sort of had an epiphany last night. Now, obviously, I wasn't old enough to sort of have the Anglo-Italian Cup or the Scot, like anything like that. Mm. But I think it's such a problem for the Premier League sides. And let's let's say it is. Let's say anyone in Europe in the Premier League doesn't have to play in it if they don't want to. They get asked, but they don't have to do the League Cup because that's their problem then with their fan base to deal with. Would you agree that if you go, oh, we're not going to so play in that competition? You'd make it an optional extra for Premier for the, League. Sorry. Only for the top, oh, no, only for the top six. Everyone else has got to play in it. You've got no reason. You're not playing on a, you know, Europa League on a Thursday night, you know, to go to Azerbaijan is completely different than, you know, um, just because you haven't got a squad that's big enough. That's bollocks. Yeah, you know. Um, so the top six, you don't want to be in it. You can have an argument with your own fan base. But to replace them, we take the top six from the... Um, Scottish division, and we and we make it like that, and that'd be quite interesting because Mill versus Celtic could be quite interesting <laughs> for all concerned, wouldn't it? I mean, you know. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> exactly. I'm sure. Maybe maybe just to top that off, maybe we invite you know the top one year we do it like an invitational. One year the top six um, Italian sides come. One year we do it like that just to keep interest because 
if it's a dead competition, that's fine. I don't mind it being a dead competition. But if you want, if you want to keep the competition going, you either kill it dead or you you keep it going. But the the excuse after you kill this competition off, if you do kill this competition off, is then then then, then go for the FA Cup. I mean, the Checker Trade Trophy's bollocks anyway because there is no names here, and to have the names gives it its um. It gives it its legitimacy. There's a very big argument in motorsport that without Ferrari, Formula One cannot operate because it loses its it loses its legitimacy because they've been there since the beginning, so they get more money to stay. So I I understand that you've kind of got to have the big clubs. I understand it's a lovely problem for the big clubs to have, surely, isn't it? That oh we can't put out you know, Klopp obviously put out 16 year olds and they smashed up Everton. So I don't really understand what the problem is. It's the same rules for everyone. Aaron's kind of right, but if they are going to go, given the option, it's our tournament. If you don't want to play in it, these are the rules. Fuck off and we'll get somebody else that does. The League Cup does offer the Europa League prize if you win it. Uh, same does as it? the FA Cup. Still? I believe it does. No, the FA Cup doesn't anymore. Does it not? Uh, no no, Euro- so. no European no European reward if you win it. I think, okay. I think if you win it, I don't think the FA Cup definitely doesn't have it if you finish... Runner-up, okay. it definitely doesn't. Because no, if you run, no, no, but if, if yeah. you win the FA Cup, you get a place in the Europa League, I believe. And I, I, right. I, I don't I know if the league. You, I thought does. you did with the. Um, I, I, I check it, and maybe maybe listeners will correct me. I mean, if I'm it's wrong. been probably so long since someone won it that isn't one of the top six that you probably don't know anyway. Do, do you yeah, understand I, that someone that wouldn't qualify for it anyway? So, I mean, I think the, the purpose of the competition, the purpose of any competition, really, because it's professional sport, is, <coughs> is, is to fill stadiums, um, put to, to, to draw an audience. That That's fundamentally the purpose of any any fixture. And, and the Cup, the League Cup was formed with that um, idea of making use of midweek um, space at the time because no one could play outside of daylight hours historically. And then floodlight competitions came in. They wanted a competition to fill the void. So... That's that's fine, but you know, in its early rounds, I just don't think the the league cup draws large numbers of people. It, it, the only one that would have done would have been the Mill West Ham game ten years ago, the the uh, the famous um, bank holiday Monday night um, mayhem. But apart from that, your average league cup round one two will draw a few thousand. You know, mm. so. So the argument that it's filling stadiums doesn't wash. I don't know how much TV money it, it generates. It's probably not, a lot. not as much as, as the FA Cup or the, certainly the Premier League will do. So it's it's a sad thing, but you know, and, and I you know I, I'm of a, a generation that regarded this as one of the three competitions. But football does evolve. Um, the, the the idea of fixture overload is is a valid one, but then these big clubs, the Peps and the and the and the Jurgens and all the rest of them can't swan off to, you know, kind of far eastern warm weather competitions when there's a bit of a break in play because that's that's the other temptation if you don't yeah. do this kind of thing. Yeah. Well it may be for me as well, the French Cup do it quite differently, that the the smaller side is always at home. Yeah, Andy Brassell said that on one of the replies. Right. They, the, yeah. So maybe they organise that... the uh, the lower league team have the advantage of the home draw, or they or the choice to to switch to generate if you want yeah. income, you go to Paris Saint Germain, I, I guess, if you choose to. Yeah. Um, which I totally I like the idea of that in in this revamped competition that we've created in our heads. You know, the the idea that say Man City don't want to play in it this year. That's that's fine. You know, Celtic. Oh, I'd quite like to go to. <laughs> quite like to go to Celtic or quite like to go to to Rangers. I've never been, you know, when am I ever going to go realistically with a load of clubs 
want to go to these fixtures? Is it a draw to watch them at home all the time? Of course it is. I want to give a shout out to John Ferrara, who's used our email facility, actionmillwall at gmail.com. Big up to John Ferrara. And he, he, he refers to Pep and the elitists of the Premier League. And it's an the elitists. I like well, that. Because it just struck me as I'm listening to you, Harry. I mean, I remember when Arsene Wenger, when Arsenal was somebody a few years ago, you know, when they matched. <laughs> that um, was a slight dig, wasn't it? Yeah, well, why not? You know, um, I've, I've known Arsenal fans in the past lauding it because they were unstoppable. And then the football wheel turns and today's unstoppable is tomorrow's um, halfway down the league. Hammer uh, Saka. Average, yeah, average. Uh, well, but there was a time when Arsene Wenger was complaining about the League Cup and, you know, and the fixture overload and his poor... Um, you know, thoroughbred charges were getting overrun uh, like like horses on on hard stony ground. You know, but now of course they're an average mid-table side. Suddenly, the League Cup offers a a trophy and a route to, I, I think, still put a European place, which Arsenal will give their fucking right uh, arm for the, a place in, the, in the Euro, day, Europa League, won't they? At, at the end of the day, Nick, you know, bar the top six Premier League teams. All of the other clubs in the Premier League play less games than clubs in the Football League because obviously the Football League, you're playing 46 games, yeah, yeah. league games. Every other week, you're playing Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Tuesday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, you know, Wednesday, Saturday. You've got that. You've got uh, your League Cup. You've got your FA Cup. Now, if you're going to be making a late dash, I think back to Bradford sort of nine, ten years ago when they did well in the FA Cup and the League Cup. They knocked Chelsea out. Uh, not not nine ten years ago. They're not Chelsea yet, about five six years ago under Mourinho, and then going back, they they won the league cup. That's a lot of games they're playing. You don't hear them complain. They need the money. They need the revenue. At the end of the day, the riches of the Premier League are such that these guys can do without it. But a good cup round for some clubs does wonders, absolute wonders. You look at Lincoln City in the FA Cup a couple of seasons ago under Danny Cowley, absolutely smashed it. They managed to bring in John Akinde, and they've sort of, you know, gone back into sort of re-establishing themselves as a football league outfit. So just looking at it, you know, it's it's just fucking wasn't it, as usual. Wasn't it Exeter who was saved by getting an away draw at Man United in the yeah, FA Cup about ten years ago or whatever? It's a great. It's actually a great story because they were they they owed a certain amount of money and um, the two ladies who actually went to buy the club walked into the office and said, "Look, we'll give you X Y Z per pound you're owed," and they were like, "Yeah, we'll take it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it." And um and and they saved the club. You know, you look at these cup rubs, they're they're absolutely nuts. Just to run through some of the other messages, Nick. Um, mm. we're talking about John Ferrara's message, but Craig. Um, wants the Europa League place to be retained. Millwall TT is asking why Premier League clubs should have that dispensation. Lucas Ball of the Lucas Ball Report. Absolutely. Yep. Championship inclusive. Checker trade is the way to go. Dave Berry reckons that we should have squad limitations on what, the... What's he mean by the checker trade is the way to go, sorry? No, well, I think inclusive checker trade. So I think it means no no Premier sides, only only uh, football league sides, and like yeah, because that, then because that's because that's working because then it just becomes another glorified checker trade. The, the price so, of well, that, the price of that Lucas is Lucas to copy something else, isn't it? The price of that is you lose your European spot, and that's the that's the the dangle, isn't it? That's that's what keeps as as you've just said, Aaron, that keeps the the middling. Premier League signs other than the top six that keeps them interested because that's a potential route to European coverage. Um, I, I also I, I love this one. I, if I can just um, lift just Jamie's reply to Pep, this is a direct reply to Pep. 
Um, I don't know if Pep gets to read this, but is honestly, this Jamie Pryor? Uh, no, just Jamie's someone else I picked up. He says, honestly, Pep, I'll put that in. Honestly, Pep, fuck off back to La Liga or Bundesliga if you don't like our schedule. Klopp and all. Getting boring hearing these cunts moaning about fixtures. If you don't like the League Cup, give your youth team some game time. I thought that told it straight to Pep. And that was a you? statement from the Leave Means League football <laughs> Fuck off back to La Liga. <laughs> Bundesliga, you don't like our schedule. If only we had a, a governing body of the game that looks at the interest of football from top to bottom, from Manchester City down to Dartford, yeah. FC. <laughs> you know, this and is a very some, nice parallel universe. Yeah, you if, if, if only we had a global view where the interests of the top clubs could be looked after and that wealth devolved all the way down the pyramid to the uh, the local sides, the, the Cray Wanderers and the, and the others that we, we all know about. Um, I'm quite worried, mate. Jeremy Cook. Jeremy Corbyn uh, offered stuff like this. It didn't that go down too well. No, it didn't go down well. But um, there we are. If that's that, you can I can dream a little dream. But the the game is is led by by always business self interest, and it's in Pep's self interest, I suppose, to focus only on Champions League fixtures and Prem. And the League Cup is a bit of a pain in his um. It's a hemorrhoid. It's Pep's hemorrhoid. <laughs> it was a bad. It was a bad decision in '92 to give away <laughs> your control. To a to a separate entity that took control, and now it's a it's a it's a runaway it's a train. It's a train with yeah. It's the, a, you've created your own monsters, like Frankenstein's monster. It is. It is a uh, monster. Just yeah. uh, say thank you, uh, buried Paul Butler to Mark Youngman, just Jamie, uh, Dan the Unknown, and to Grumpy Grimace for all your messages, and to John Farrar for the email. Nice one, John. You win some form of prize. We'll work it out in the future. I mean, for your first email, was that was he our first ever email on the old? He was our first email. Millwall oh. at gmail.com. We'll dig something out of Nick's garage for you. How about we'll find, that? We'll find what about something. the rascal with the throwback to the Yet show <laughs> on the national radio? <laughs> We've had a couple of other, other little bits of show feedback, Aaron. I, I don't know if you saw um, Dan Bakes, 14. This is a more general point about Millwall asking about the talk of Husky's money coming at the end of the season and the ground development. Do you think we would fill the corners of the ground? Um, I, this Depends is what league we're in. <laughs> yeah. It was a perennial, perennial thing that gets talked about filling in the corners of the den. I, I quite like it as it is, to be absolutely honest with you, Dan. Um, yeah. I suppose you could fill the corners in. We'll become a little bit like um, the, the Majeski Stadium then, won't we? I, I think we'd lose something if we, I want us if to we did go. that. I don't want to fill. I don't want to go round. I want to go up. You I want the third tier. Third I'd, tier. I'd like a third tier on the west stand. First. I'd like us to do something with that away end. Bird I can't shit. believe. I can't believe. Well, the bird shit would be a start. That would be nice. Get the bird shit cleaned off of the club listening. Um, but I can't believe there's nothing that can be done with the away end. The, the fact that half of it is empty constantly is just, you know, worry about the corners when we can fill that, that stand up. And I can't believe it's impossible not to divide it down the middle in some way. And a few quid spent on a bit of breeze block and crisscross fence somewhere with enough security so everyone can filter off. I just think maybe maybe the, um, maybe the idea of the family enclosure being on top of um, the away fans. Possible, it's, possible. Because yeah, I've, I've yeah. never seen a family enclosure that you have to buy a ticket with a kid. I, I've never seen a family enclosure. I haven't seen feral, feral youth on their uh, Euro <laughs> cake and decide to, to <laughs> launch a, a mounted attack on sort of West Ham away fans would not really go down well. So, but we in yeah, the past. I, I mean, you think back to the, the 2004, the Mother's Day massacre. That we had West Ham in the lower tier on that occasion. They had some, they had some yeah, bar- did, bar- barriers to, to stop them getting over and onto the pitch. And the same in the mill section. So there was there was enough um, 
there was enough security, let's put it that way, to enable that whole end and the lower tier to be used. I, yeah, I, I, I suppose just... it depends on demand. I mean, going back to the, the original point about husky money. So I am our regular, I am our... Uh, Formula shows, One correspondent. Aren't the you? Formula One correspondent slash husky uh, correspondent. Um, husky chocolate now have, I don't know if they have them in the West End. Nick, I know you're a Bovril man, but right. uh, they have special husky machines in uh, the East oh, Do they? I'm going to try some. It's, try very, some. it's very nice. It comes, it's, it's, it's steep. It's quite dear. But it, it's very nice. Um, but, so all that money, presumably, we're pumping into Husky. It's going to end up being some like massive uh, massive sort of Ponzi scheme that Husky doesn't actually exist. <laughs> and it's uh, just continuously moving around. Um, maybe, but anyway, maybe that Ponzi will be our new shirt sponsors next yeah, season. Yeah, yeah, next season. But, um, yeah, so they've, they've bought... So originally I started off by about buying the rear wing space on, on McLaren um, uh, with the idea of growing their brand. They also bought um, Team Alfa Romeo's... Um, a side pod, which uh, again is a big bit of uh, of uh, advertising space. They sponsor us at Christmas. Mm. They sort of done everyone they sponsor. They're also now sponsoring a Swedish drivers run at the Indy 500, which is one of the premium sports events around the world. It's part of the Motorsport Triple Crown. Um, so they are not hard up now. They're not skin, are, are they? No. If they are to buy, I mean, even if they bought uh, again, the FFP would be the thing that does this. But if they were to buy. I don't know. Say they buy half the club of Berylson or half of Berylson's controlling stake. So Berylson says, I'll keep us ticking over. I'll put them up. And you can go away and, you know, if you want to build a husky chocolate suite where we all can go and jump into a pool of hot chocolate or whatever, you know, that you can, you can do that in the corner somewhere. I don't, I don't know. Well, where, where are we going? Where are we going with this? No, but what I'm saying, well, they've done that, didn't they? They've done it in, it's like a PR thing that they've done in their country. I, I know everything about them now. They're a bit. You know of, um, too much, Harry. Well, I, I, I liked <laughs> after the Euro, after the Euro, after the Euro, I'm doing the uh, due diligence for the club. After the Euro, the Euro ferries, uh, after the Euro ferries debacle a couple of years ago, I decided that, you know, when we start getting shirt sponsors that I've never heard of, it might be an idea to actually know something about them. There'd be a Cure tickets if they can line up some kind of Swedish, um, you know, like ladies to jump in the chocolate. Well, bar. live tweet. Well, be, I mean, this isn't more, the first link up, up, is it? Football. This isn't the first link up. I mean, what was it? Live TV in Norwegian. We're yeah, in Norwegian. Run by my old boss, so you know. <laughs> well, well we, um, I mean, if they do buy the club, and this is this is a bit more serious now, but if they do buy the club, um, or at least back the club in terms of financial clout. The amount of work Millwall could do with 10 million quid. I do want to mention another bit of feedback from Terry Cooper, who wants a better, better choice of beer in the ground. And he's, he's asking quite a question here, which, what the fuck is Pirani? Pirani, that's not the beer, is it? It's not called Pirani. No, it's not. It's, a, it's another. It, it's, I have seen it out. It's, it's an, an, Angelo, Angelo, not Moretti, is it? That was, that, is. Was, um, that was Ali G's word for, 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 for female genitalia, wasn't it? Pirani. <laughs> Karani. <laughs> I think that was Kunani, but there we go. Are we selling that in the doctor's offer? I don't know. If, if, any, if anyone's got a lockup unit around the den, give me a shout. E- email actonmillwallgmail.com because we will have it and we will open you a boozer with loads of Pirani <laughs> and loads of... Uh... This, this is generally, this is generally a, a plea to anyone around Silwood, anyone anywhere around there, the old arches down Silwood, all the ones down Santa Road, all them. Aaron generally wants to buy a lockup and turn it into a boozer, right? A, this is generally a Pirani a, bar. Pirani a Pirani bar. bar, and we can do the live shows that we've always <laughs> talked about, and all these great ideas that we've got, 
We need a venue because the Eltham Terrace Club is owned by somebody else who, at the moment who seems to have an exclusive tour as well as under the cosh. And then the other lot work in our old office above Love Sport. So, we're, and then the second tier, I think we're a bunch of racist cunts. So basically, we're a bit of squish lads. We need, we need to buy our own uh, buy our own premises. Let's close out with our FA Cup predictions for the Saturday. Millwall versus Sheffield United. I think this is going to be a tough one. I think it's going to be... I think both teams will want to win it on the day. I don't think either either side will want to go to a replay. Murray Wallace says that Sheffield are the masters of the 3-5-2 with overlapping centre-backs. Um, he's looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I think it's been a great game. 3pm Saturday afternoon, traditional kickoff, two traditional sides. Um, I think we'll do well to get past Sheffield United, but at the den, anything's possible. So I'm going to go for Millwall 2 Sheffield United won. Aaron Warren. Well, I was going to say 2 1 to Millwall, but as Nick said it, and I don't you can say be... two. You can no, say two. No, 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 I'm not. I'm not going to be boring. <laughs> I'm going to say that Millwall will win 1 0 thanks to a goal by the man that I've slated earlier on tonight. Matt Smith. Matt Smith. Aaron? Uh, Millwall won. Sheffield United won. Mm-hmm. You think the replay? Going to I think the replay. replay. I think having watched Sheffield United the other night, they're they're not going to be easy. But then again, uh, the Den Millwall, it's 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 not going to be an easy place for Sheffield. You think they might rotate? Nothing to rotate for, pal. They're safe. Mm. Yeah, but they might get fifth. They they are looking at the table. They they will be looking upwards. I mean, they they must fancy the fifth, the um the Europa League spot. They must they must be looking at that and think a cup run might get them there, but the league. Might you know got a stronger chance than the league? That's what I'm hoping anyway. I'm if hoping they, that... I reckon if they finish tenth and have a nice cut run, they'll be laughing. Yeah, they'll consider that. Oh, I don't know. Do, if yeah. I was their fans and I, we went from being fifth because we went for a nice cut run to the final and got pumped five nil by City, I'd be quite pissed. But uh, that, pumped, that's me. Five nil by City. That's the thing. They'll probably get pumped five nil by Liverpool. But hey, that's another. That's another map. Um, gentlemen, it's it's been fun as it always is. As Thank always. Tuning into uh, Acton Mill, you can tweet us on what is it, Nick? Uh, you can get us on well, CBL underscore magazine. You can get us on that, or you can email us actonmillwall at gmail.com. Send yeah. us your email, send us your comments. We'll read out your your, your, your uh, name of choice. Shall mm-hmm. we play out with Jeddy Wallace? Let's do it. it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Makes my toes curl. Pompey and fuck off walls Cause we've got Jetty Wallace Mug off your team and put it into the net We've got Jetty Wallace Front of the way fans you don't give a fuck Cause we've got Jetty Wallace World class players gonna take us to the top Cause we've got Jetty Wallace Na 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 nee nee na 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 We've got Jeddy Wallace Na 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 nee 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 na nee na 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 nee 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 na nee na 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 We've got Jeddy Wallace Na 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 nee 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 na nee na 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 nee 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 na 
A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.